You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Gilman, let her rip, buddy. That's not bad, huh? <laughs> I'm not as heavy as he is yet, although I'm heavy. I got pants from uh, like three months ago. Can't even fit in them anymore. I'd like to see you in that big red suit. That's kind of kinky. Anyway, where are we here? Dave's Corner Garage. Good morning, everybody. And uh, it's uh, Steve along with Alan. And Dave has uh, fluffed up his pillow. And he's going to be joining us very soon from his in-studio at his home. Very nice studio. It's at-home studio. Yes, very much so. And uh, just before we get into teeing up for the entire hour, just a note, if you're just tuning in right now and you live uh, in the GTA, especially in the southwestern part of Ontario, uh, we've got some freezing rain coming in, so uh, be careful on the roads. And it works out perfectly because we're going to have Darren Boston's on the air from Salem Tire pretty soon. Right, and hopefully uh, you can give us a call. We've got some, he'll be, he's the tire expert, of course. As, That's right, Al. As, as much as me and Dave are tire experts, too. I don't think so. And Dave's they, got a bigger tire Dave in the middle than I do. still calls it snow tires. Speaking of which, Dave, you want to tip who's coming up this hour? Yeah, we got, uh, good morning, everybody. We have Darren Bosses joining us. He's going to talk about what winter tire. you notice I said winter tires. Good, 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 good. I used to call them snow tires. You know, you see your 670 by 15 snow tires, you put on your 51 Chevy, and I found a 50-pound bag of salt in the trunk, and you're good to go. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Norris is going to join us. Norris McDonald, who is an editor for the Toronto Star and one of the originators of uh, the wheels section, is going to talk about getting your license renewed when you're 80. I remember my mom went, and she said, everybody's old here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about how easy it is to uh, renew your license when you get to that golden age of 80. And we have some email questions already sent in. I sent them to Al. So if you want to get on the air and you want to ask us some questions, that's great. But it's better if you text us or email us because we can get to them faster. Hey, Dave, Dave, did you have to go get one of those uh, handbooks or not yet? No. I've still got a couple more years to go. (laughs) By the way, uh, I just want to tell you, I got 200 bucks back from the CAA. Well, aren't you happy? I have four cars with them on on my pace. (laughs) And uh, they yeah. sent me four checks for $50 each. Okay, we got the phone lines are going to get ready for you. So listen, we want to uh, make sure that if you don't get through, go to davescornergarage.com. You can send Dave an email, and yep. we'll do the questions on the air uh, when we get back in the new year. But also, uh, be patient. We'll, uh, Carlos will take your call. He'll put you on hold. And if we don't get to you, we apologize, but the phones are jammed. So uh, try and get through. Be patient. And if not, we'll get back to you later on. And later on in this hour, we're going to have uh, like a special treat because it is this time of the year. It's Hanukkah. Did you bring any Lutkas in? I, no, no, I hear him sizzling, though, in the background. Oh, bring out the Gaviscon. And also because it, it, Christmas is coming around the corner, I have a special treat. Nothing to do with cars, but a young lady who uh, is mums works for uh, Salem Tire. She's 10 years old. She's a doll, Taya Valentina. And she's got a song that she wrote by herself 
called The Christmas Song. That'll be coming up in the back half hour. So lots of stuff going on. And you've got... What you should have worn your Santa outfit today. Come on. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, you didn't you didn't tell me it was gonna be a formal <laughs> See, Santa just became Jewish. All right, right here we go. Like and of course Darren Bossens will be with us right after the break. You got a car care question, you want to know about tires? Give us a call. What's that number again, Al? Oh, I didn't write it down. One eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Let's have a great time, everybody. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back, boys and girls. This is Dave's Corner Garage and a really lousy-looking day, but we're going to make it better for you. Dave, uh, you've got a special guest on the line, and he's uh, he's written down here in bold letters, they're winter tires, Dave. They're not winter snow. tires. Yes, it's all yours. Go ahead. Good morning, Darren. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? Steve, good. how are so, you? Good, man. A couple of questions that already came in, and one of them says, do winter tires actually do make a difference? Uh, absolutely. Uh, actually, uh, I was reading this last week. There's a stat. They basically polled, you know, X number of people. 75% of people that drive in winter conditions are nervous or not comfortable. But almost all of them that drove on winter tires found it, you know, way more comfortable, um, way more secure. So it's a, it's a night and day difference. I myself didn't even uh, start using winter tires till I got in the industry, like many years ago, obviously, um, I would never go without them. Well, you're one of those guys that thought, you know, well, if you know how to drive, eh, you don't need them. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> you hear that all the time. And, you know, everybody has varying degrees of uh, ability in driving, but regardless what your ability is, it's definitely going to make it better. There's no, there's no two ways about you it. You know, I still remember when we used to put a 50 pound bag of salt in the trunk and the, yes. and the snow tires, when they were snow tires, they made noise. They howled like crazy. But nowadays, it's all it's all modern. It's quiet. They just run as normal tires. Exactly. The, the, the tires of old were big, blocky uh, traction tires. So you obviously get it's it's a lot louder and not as comfortable of a ride. Now you you'd be hard pressed in some cases to tell the difference between an all season and a winter, other than the the, the additional siping in the in the tire. Darren, we've got some uh, interesting weather coming in today, a little mixture of freezing rain and yeah. some snow. With freezing rain, how much of a difference does it make between having an all-season tire and a winter tire? Um, as far as freezing rain, um, it's probably the worst-case scenario for, for any tire. Um, but I know that the tests that they've done regarding stopping distance, and that's really what, what's a imperative or important yeah. in, in this case um, a proper winter tire can shorten the distance by as much as 25 percent wow so if you're stopping over a hundred uh you know 100 feet uh you're going to stop within 75 as opposed to 100 and that could make the difference between hitting what you're going to potentially hit or not hitting it now darren a question that comes up relatively Often, especially with the old folks, is that you know, easy. Hey, don't look at me like that. Easy. In in the old days, on my fair lane or my uh, fair my, lane, my Bel Air. <laughs> oh my God, a Bel Air. We used to just put a pair of tires on the back. Now that's not the same as what we got to do now. Is that right? Correct. Uh, you should always do all four corners uh, for winter tires. As you know, most cars today are front wheel drive. Um, or in some cases, all-wheel drive. But yeah, definitely uh, do all four. You you need because you use all four tires for stopping. You might use the drive axle, which could be the front, the rear, all four to start. 
but stopping is you're using all four tires. And when you have traction on the rear axle or front axle and not in the back, you're going to end up getting, um, you know, swing from the front or swing from the back. It's, it's a very unsafe situation. We've got Darren Boston's in from Salem Tire. We want to take your questions. So the lines are open. one 866 740 Dave, you want to have one more question for Darren right now? Well, I was going to say, how is your stock? I mean, the season's almost over as far as selling tires is concerned. Yeah, well, this year uh, with COVID, it's a little bit of a, a different scenario where there has been some supply issues, as most people or some people may be aware that a lot of the factories shut down for a period of a few months. To get caught up takes you know a long time. Uh, so there is some shortages. Our stock is definitely depleted. Um, more than than normal, so that that's kind of the scenario right now with regards to any kind of tire, for that matter. I can tell you from you know my friends in the business, it seems that that there's been a bit of a slump. I mean, we were really busy the beginning of November, mid through mid mid of November, but now I'm yep. seeing it wane, and I'm just wondering, is it just because you know uh, people think that they don't need them, or is it a case of they're just lazy? What do you think's going on? I think it's probably a combination of things. Mother Nature is not necessarily helping because we've had a little bit of snow, but didn't really stick around for long. Um, once you get into December, people are, you know, thinking about Christmas and, and the spend there. So winter tires are the last thing. We also have people that work from home now, uh, more so. Um, so they don't necessarily think they need winter tires because they won't be traveling as much. Um, so it's, I think it's a combination of things. Sure, and the excuse you hear get too is because of global warming, we're not seeing as much snow as we did, but but certainly the temperatures are cold. Correct, and winter tires. The the big thing with winter tires is, um, you know, not only the traction and and you know, but the compounding of that tire is a lot different than an all season. That's why we use the seven degrees Celsius as the magic number. That's where you should be switching over to your uh, to your winters. Uh, the, it's a much softer compound. It stays soft, supple. So even on days where there's no snow, you're you're touching you know clear asphalt. Um, the tire stays soft and supple, enabling you to stop. Uh, where the all seasons get harder, they're, they're made for higher temperatures, so they, they it's a different compound. They end up slipping. Okay, listen, hang on the line with us for another break, and we'll be right back with you after this. We'll take your questions for Darren Bosses from Salem Tire or anything else that's going on with your car. A fair lane? Really? I remember. I thought you were going to mention a Ford Falcon. (laughs) We can do that. Beautiful. This This is is Dave's Garden Garage. And we'll be right back. Very good, Santa. My name is Alan Gelman, and uh, with me is Steve uh, Scheiman. And, uh, of course, on the line, we've got Dazzlin' Dave, uh, Dave Redinger. Don't, don't pump his tires too Well, much. you know, he is. He knows everything. He's such a wealth of knowledge. Or, or is he as old as Henry Ford was? I don't know. But apparently, yeah. Fairlane was a farm owned by Henry Ford himself. It was his family farm, yeah. They called it Fairlane. And he actually used to farm wood off that farm to build their station wagons. So until the late 40s, the wooden... Uh, wagons, the woodies, they were all wood that came from his farm in Dearborn, Michigan. Amazing. Yeah, wow. good stuff. So we got a text that just came in, and it's a question about winter tires. And the question is, how many years can I use them? And as they age, do they degrade in in the ability to grip? Um, well, all tires will degrade over a long period of time. Or, and we've talked about this before as far as storing tires, etc., they do get ozone. Uh, there's a constant ozone in the atmosphere. Um, uh, so what happens is the rubber starts to dry out, but 
uh, depending on how many kilometers you're driving, if you're driving very little, you you know, it, it's all dependent on how you drive, you know, where you drive and, 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 and uh, how much you drive depends on how much, how fast or how slow these will wear out. So uh, typically, like on my cars, like I, I have a fair amount of uh, kilometers, I'll get like three to four years out of a set of winters and roughly three to four years out of a set of all seasons. So over that period, you'd typically buy, be buying another set of tires anyways. That's why I suggest people when you get your car, get a set of winners with it. Darren, is there any way to realize or to find out if that rubber has gone hard or not? Um, it's kind of visual. Sometimes it gets discolored. Like you, you see it more so on... Uh, like specialty trailer tires, STs, uh, RV tires, because they, they sit a lot and they sit out in the sun. So you'll see some kind of like a browning of the rubber. And uh, a good way to t- kind of test is take your fingernail or something kind of sharp and kind of stick it in the rubber. If it, if it actually, um, you know, absorbs it and goes back, you're fine. But if it actually cuts or it, you'll, you'll be able to tell it's kind of dried out. But very seldom you're going to see that in, uh, in any, in any tires as far as, uh, you know, because most people are changing them every four or five years. So oh, Mr. Salen, Mr. Salen, we have a, sounds so formal here. Darren, somebody just texted in with a question. Uh, I live in a detached house. What is the best way to store my tires over the wintertime? And uh, I mean, yeah, the regular tires are used during the year, I guess is what they meant to say. Yeah, the, the best way to store them is, is upright. Like if you can, uh, I've just put a few racks in my garage that go on the wall that hold them upright off the floor. That's the best way. Obviously inside, uh, do not store them outside. If you have to just, if you have to do them outside, definitely cover them up with a tarp so they're not exposed to the sun. But ultimately inside, stacked up like on their, like actually on the tread on the sides. Or if you have to, you can stack them up. Uh, just I usually put a piece of wood underneath them just so they're not touching the concrete. And just lift them up from that a bit. Um, but as long as you store them inside, that's the, that's the most important thing. You know, Darren, Kevin, we got a second question from the last guy. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, what okay. about tire sizing? Do we still stay with the same size or do we go to a narrow tire? Uh, no, you can stay with the same size typically. Um, it depends on how wide your tires are or, or availability in some cases. Um, a lot of people, what they do is, uh, as you know, most vehicles now are coming with uh, larger rim diameter tires, you know, 18, 19, 20 inch. Uh, to save a bit of money, a lot of people will go down a size. So if you're in a 20 inch, you might go down to a 19 or, or, or even potentially an 18. And then you uh, go with a, um, a higher aspect ratio so you have a higher sidewall. So you end up with the same OD, like outside diameter, um, with a smaller rim size. But one thing you have to be aware of, if you have an all-wheel drive um, on your car, if your car is all-wheel drive, you have to ensure that the outside diameter of the front tire is the same as the rear tire. Does this require math? <laughs> uh, a little bit, maybe. But your your dealers can help you out with that, no problem at all. Okay, great. Al, you can help me out with that. Next well, time. the nice thing is, of course, is that, you know, to get those steel wheels, um, if you damage one, they're way cheaper to replace. Uh, Absolutely. You know, a factory mag wheel can be worth over $1,000 just for one. That's without the tire. Um, so, yeah, so if you go from a, let's say you've got 20s or 19s, you go down to an 18 steely. Um, yeah. That'll, that's probably the best way to go. All right, Darren, thanks for having us today, or joining us, I should say. We asked him yeah. to join us. Okay. Thanks. Next time we'll come to his place. <laughs> All right, if you want to see any, get any more information about Salem Tires, how do we do that? SalemTires.ca. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Thank thanks you. for having me. Okay. 
Take care. This is Dave's Corner Garage, 1-866-740-4740. And coming up next, we're going to talk to the one and only Norris McDonald from TorontoStarWheels.ca. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stay with us. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And don't forget, if you missed the podcast, Alice, we're following the script here. Uh, <laughs> you can get all the podcasts on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitchers, and, of course, here, and uh, there's some great stuff on there. Al, now, see, I've got it written down here. You've got a guest on the line. No, we, we, we do, and I, I, I don't feel that old myself. You so are. Si- since Dave is the senior yeah. member of Ice our group, I'm going to let Dave introduce Norris. Dave, go ahead. Norris McDonald, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm terrific. Now, listen, you guys don't have to argue amongst yourself. All you have to do is say, Norris, you're on. <laughs> this is the Norris Garage Show, brought to you by Dave Renninger. Go ahead, Norris. What's up? How are you, fellas? Good. Uh, first of all, great show as usual. And before I forget, Merry Christmas to Alan and Steve and Dave. And I hope you have a heck of a better 2021 than we've had here in 2020. Amen. Uh, but listen, you know, a week ago in Toronto Star Wheels, uh, where I pontificate weekly, uh, I wrote a column that got one heck of a lot of reaction. Uh, I suggested that it was time that, uh, whether we liked it or not, those of us who are uh, approaching our golden years, that anybody over 80 should have to take a driver's test, an examination in a car with a critic uh, before we can renew our license every couple of years. And you guys know now all you have to do is take a little dementia test get an eye test, they then give you your license and say, away you go. And I had a 94-year-old aunt. She uh, departed this mortal coil back in 2013, but she drove till she was 94. She was sharp as a tack. She lived by herself. She took care of herself. I think she had a cleaning woman come in every couple of weeks. Um, But the fact of the matter was that she couldn't get around without a walker. And I went to meet her for a coffee at the East York Town Center. And I watched her try to park her car for 10 minutes. And then, of course, she had to get her walker out before she could come in and have the coffee with me. And I was thinking to myself, this is just lunacy. And so, you know, life, we go, we all go through life. We get our license when we're 16 or 17 or 18 these days. And then we get married and we buy a house. And then the kids leave, and then we downsize, and then we stop driving, the way I, I see it anyway. So, Norris, question. And if we can continue to drive by taking a test, great. But if we can't, we can't. So, Norris, a question. So the people that wrote into you, were they suggesting that, that people do do a driving test, or they don't? It was about 50-50. Really? Like the usual, you are, you know, insulting uh, ageism, all that sort of stuff. Listen, I'm up there myself. So, you know, ages, it doesn't strike me off. But surprisingly, a large number of people wrote to say, agree with you 100%. And by the way, these weren't younger people writing about older people. These were older people saying, and they told similar stories to my aunt and her walker. There was one guy who said he went with a, with a crowd of old folks. He's 84. And he went into a room, they gave him an eye test, didn't even give him the dementia test, gave him an eye test, handed him a, a 
a cheat sheet of, uh, of changes in the Highway Act and said, pick up your license on your way out. And he said there was a woman in front of him that I that he had to help down the stairs because she was walking with two canes. So right. you know, we do uh, have a couple of issues here. One is that we never have any communications from the people that are supplying the licenses. I mean, I got my license when I was 16. There were a lot of rule changes, and I have no way of finding them all out. So that was one. And secondly, is there a problem getting insurance if you're in your 80s? Well, I'm not sure that there's a problem with the insurance, but I, but I, I was not necessarily focusing on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, now look, I heard from our old friend Jim Bray. Jim is 87 years old. He's going into the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame at the next induction, okay? He was the second guy to race in the Daytona, second Canadian to race in the Daytona 500. He's 87. He had to get a driver's test two years ago because he was caught speeding on the 403. And so... (laughs) That's priceless. Well, well, wait a minute. What did it was he, he, he had the audacity to pass a cop, okay? And so the cop pulled him over and said, you're a wise guy. We're going to see how good you are. Yeah. And so, of course, he sailed right through because he's a good driver. And by the way, he renewed his pilot's license last year. Good for you. God bless him. That's great. So, of course, he thinks that I'm nuts to suggest this sort of stuff. <laughs> and yet, we do have to be realistic about this. Norris. But those are Norris. the rules, though, yeah. specifically. In other words, if you've had a moving violation, then you automatically do have to do a road test. Absolutely. Absolutely. Norris, one of our insurance uh, uh, experts to the show, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking with him yesterday, and he said, because it's tough to even speak to a broker, you just got to go online with everything now. But right. he was suggesting that uh, if you get your driver's license renewed at 80, it doesn't flip into your insurance coverage right away. There are insurance companies that you have to shop it around, and some may not take you because of the ageism kind of routine. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. so now, it's not carved in stone yet. You know, something. You're giving me a good, some good ideas here for follow-up columns, of which I intend to do. By the way, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, why don't we have uh, in-car testing after eighty? Is it is it because there's not enough? examiners, you know, I mean, if every 80-year-old in Ontario, let's just keep it to, number one, Canada, if every, every 80-year-old and, and older in Canada had to take a test, that could clog things up quite a bit. Uh, and number two, uh, you know, the demographic is we're all getting older. And so this is, this is something that is going to have to be uh, addressed at some point. But if I've, if I've never had an accident, if I've never made a, I've never made a claim and my insurance company after taking my money for about 150 years, because I've been with the same insurance company since I was 16, it's changed names a few times, but it's still the same company. If they told me, uh, sorry, you're 80, we're not going to give you, you know, I would, uh, I would take great delight in embarrassing the heck out of them on the pages of the Toronto Star. Well, I can tell you at my shop, you know, I've, I've done multiple side view mirrors for people. Okay. Right. <laughs> who, who specifically say, don't tell my kids. Okay. Right. Um, they, 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 they ask me not to tell their kids, not to rat them out. Eh? Right. But, right. but, but what I find too, if I've asked these people, I said, you know, if your skills are diminished now, do, you know, do you regulate yourself? 
So they've and 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 most of them are really good. I mean, they've come back and said, you know what? I don't see good at night, so I don't drive at night. Right. I know I don't react quickly, so I stay off the four series highways. I mean, if everybody did that, I think we would be in a lot better shape. Yeah, and there are a lot of people who are, you know, maybe fifty years old whose eyes aren't as good as they are at night. I know it. You know, it starts to rain a little bit, or you get into dusk. I mean, it's tough. No matter, you don't have to be eighty for that. It's like you're, it's you're absolutely it's difficult. Absolutely right. So. I think we're looking at, at some flexibility in the system of what, what has to be done. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, a conversation that has to be had uh, every time, you know, and I'm not the first one who's written about this. You know, I think the CAA magazine two or three issues yeah. ago, they had a run at it. So it is, it's an issue. And whenever there's enough, you know, discussion about anything in society, I think people have to have an open mind and say, well, let's have a debate. And, and you know, I can understand. Listen, I, look, I got my, <laughs> I got my license the day I turned 16. The day after I turned 16, I bought my first car, right? So this has been so much a part of my life that if I ever get to a point where they say, well, I'm sorry, Mr. McDonald, you can't drive anymore. <laughs> it's it's going to kind of crush me. Yeah. But on the other hand, you have to have an open mind about life. You know, if I'm not good enough for whatever reason, if I'm going to endanger people, if I'm going to run into a school bus, or I'm going to back out of my driveway into the path of a car coming down the street, you know, I mean, it's time to get real. And I really do think that people have to uh, rather than reacting emotionally, to sit back and say, maybe I can't do this anymore. Well, Norris, the good news is you do have a cell phone, and, and you could have an Uber account, so that would take care of most of your problems. Well, you know something, when you add up, come on, Alan, you know this, when you add up to replacing the rear view mirrors, and, or the side mirrors, rather, and the insurance, and all of this sort of stuff... By the way, that's how we finally convinced my 94-year-old aunt to stop driving. First of all, her car gave up the ghost. So <laughs> believe it or not, she's debating whether she should buy another car or she should lease one. I said, Aunt Jean, how many times have we seen you go out in the car? Norris, we got a scoot, buddy. Have a okay. good Christmas, and we'll all look right. for your next Thank article you on wheels.ca. Okay, buddy? Okay, kid. See you all right. This is Dave's Corner Garage, one 744-740 is our number. We've got calls right through to the top of the hour. And coming up next, a Christmas treat just for you and you and you. To we'll be right eat? back. Is it to eat? Well, maybe. Potato latkes. Okay, hit the spot there, Carlos. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And don't forget, you can go to davescornergarage.com and send in emails to Dave and Al. And they'll get back to you with uh, their answers soon. We're doing something a little bit different for uh, because it is a season. There is a young lady. She's only 10 years old. Uh, her name is Taya Valentina. And she has just been signed by MDC Music. And she's just a sweetheart. She wrote the album. She wrote this song. And we thought we'd play it for her right now. This is called Christmas Day by Taya Valentina. Enjoy it. We'll be right back. Christmas time Like never before Look outside Can't wait anymore Season's bright Friends at the door 
that was a doll. Isn't she cute? Taya Valentina on MDC Music, and you can get it on Spotify, and it's called Christmas Day. Something a little bit different. And back to car questions. Al, over to you, buddy. Well, uh, Dave, uh, we've got some emails. Do you want to read the first one to us now? It says, morning, Dave. Uh, seeing an engine light on my Ford, uh, which is a 2014 Escape, and it's a code P0234, which is overboost. And he'd like to know what the problem is. Overboost? Yes. I, I tell you, those cars are famous for gas caps, eh? Because Ford and in, in all their, uh, in, I don't know who which engineer it was that figured it out, said, we don't need gas caps anymore. And how many times... <laughs> True. Well, no, and, and how many cars come in for that gas cap code when, in fact, it's like there isn't one. And, and, and in fact, they've stopped it. Uh, they had so many problems with it. What I, I can say, in terms of overboost... Um, uh, I, uh, you know, it's a great question. I, I'd have to look it up myself. You know, you no, can't, I, I was thinking it was mechanical, like it, the pressure relief valve is not is stuck or it's disconnected. He's explaining that uh, I should finish it, that they changed the air cleaner on his car, mm-hmm. and ever since then he had the light on. So I'm thinking maybe they pulled the vacuum line off the uh, uh, controller. Oh, we've seen that many a time, you know, where someone comes in just for an oil change. You know, he needs an air filter. They've changed it. And then all of a sudden, the next day, you get a phone call because there's a light on. Yeah. And, and it's because, you know, the, a lot of cases, the vacuum lines are just push on. There's, there's no clamps. There's no, written, you know, nothing mechanical that really holds them in place. So they can fall off. And then you get a lean code because all of a sudden, you know, the vacuum hose is now sucking air. Um, and the other thing, too, it's important is that you put in the right filter and then you put the box back. We just had a Honda in recently that stopped running. Um, it would start and die, start and die, start and die. And, and the problem was is that the air filter wasn't sitting properly. Dirt was getting past the air filter, got the mass airflow sensor filthy dirty. And, of course, the car can't run. So, you know, those are things you got to look out for. You know what? I I did an, an engine job once uh, where the guy put the air filter back on, but he did it with an air gun, and he snapped the bolts and didn't tell anybody, and the bolt ended up inside the motor. So, uh, you know, like it takes a little care when you're working on a car. Mitgefühl. You know what that means? Yes. Yes. For the feeling. Exactly. Mitgefühl? Mitgefühl. Obviously, I worked for a Volkswagen guy. No, 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 no. you got to use a little bit of feeling. You know, this is why, you know, an air gun is good for dismantling stuff, but not for putting stuff back together. Yeah. I think three or four of the the bolts holding the air cleaner down were busted. By the way, when we come back, we got a really sad story about a woman that sold a car, didn't transfer it, and ended up with a $6,000 bill from the storage company. We're going to talk about that. That's a true story. Just come in. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after these messages. Well, I don't know if it was my uh, my little bit of a German accent, mit Gefühl there, but we have attracted Howard, who's calling in from Kitchener. Howard, yeah. how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I just wanted to let you know, you were talking about a lady who had an ignition lockup some time ago, and I think you incorporated it in some of your advertising. Okay. The situation that you said you couldn't figure out because it wouldn't shift gears, you couldn't, you know, start the car because the ignition was locked up. Right. And I've had cars like that. It depends on the slope, how the wheels are hanging, and so on and so forth. But your steering wheel so wheel also locks up. What I did was just push on the steering wheel one way or the other or both, mm-hmm. and it would unlock the ignition. 
Exactly. What you have to do at both at the same time is to try to turn the uh, the key as you're moving the steering wheel. We used to we see that a lot now now because because of COVID. You know, I have to go outside clean every car before I give it back to a customer. And periodically, when you're wiping the steering wheel down, you turn it just uh, a bit yeah. and it gets locked. All right, we're going to get back to Dave. Dave's got a good email for us. Dave, yeah. go ahead, sir. Well, this lady sold her car a couple of years ago for a thousand bucks cash, and because of this COVID and and all the the way that we don't actually meet each other, uh, the guy took the car away, took all the paperwork away, and he was going to transfer it. He never did. And uh, the next thing she knows, she gets a call from the towing storage people. The car was picked up, and she has a bill for $5,118 that she's responsible for because the car is still in her name. That's five times more than she got for the whole car. And not, not just that. The guy was probably driving without insurance, and there's the car in her name. I mean, she's really let herself you know, open for a lot of trouble. So the bottom line is if you sell your car, take the guy over to Service Ontario and make sure that you transfer it and do it properly. There's no shortcuts. Yeah, but how do you do that? I mean, it's a good point, but how do you do that now when Service Ontario, I mean, it's it's tough to get in. Yeah. Are they even some open now? Open. Some of them are open, not all of them, but some of them are open. It's yeah. obviously worth your while, especially, yeah. you know, you're, you're selling a junker. And and keep in mind, too, you know, you, it, the person you're selling this $1,000 car to may not necessarily be the top of the tar- charts as far as, you know, being a straight-up person. I know a guy that, remember years ago, they used to be car couriers? Yeah. A friend of mine sold a Mustang, too, and within weeks he started getting parking tickets in the mail because this guy would just pull up to wherever his delivery was, get out, you know, make the delivery, get a parking ticket, throw it in the garbage. And, uh, you know, in the end, thankfully the judge did make my friend a deal, but he still had to pay for a majority of it. So the reality is you have to make sure that the paperwork is done and it's done correctly. I guess I one more question that just came in. Sure. Um, 2013 Dodge Avenger. When he starts the car, he hears a clicking noise from the glove box area. If you restart the car, the noise stops. Can you give me an idea what it is? Well, if you when you start it, you've scared the mouse, so he leaves. Probably right. <laughs> no, these cars Are you have a do big... the clicking sound again with the backing up of the van. <laughs> Come on. I, no, no, no. I'm going to answer the question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm technically minded. I don't. I have a license. You know. <laughs> Both to drive and fix Both cars. My dog. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're getting you're being rough on me. Um, you enjoy that. The issue is is the the uh, <laughs> the, re, the recirculating door motor is bad. It's very common on Chryslers that it breaks. So there's a little bit little motor that that adjusts the heater box between fresh and recycled air. And what happens is is that motor breaks and then it stops working. So the computer is still trying to set it. And because the motor is broken, you hear click, click, click. You know, you, click. Up. you ever see those guys driving around with all the windows are frosted up? They can't see out because yeah. their heaters are on recycle rather than fresh air. I thought they had a hot girl in the car. No, I mean, I saw coming home yesterday from the construction site. This guy is the whole windows. Everything was all all fogged up. Couldn't see out. And the reality was he was doing 140K. Do you remember? What, I think it was back in the, probably the late 70s. You used to buy these little plastic things you put yeah. on the side of your window. Mm-hmm. So you, you owned see. the Volkswagen. <laughs> I did have a Volkswagen. It was so warm in the winter. It was like minus 10. You froze. Your, your left foot would be on fire, and you couldn't see out the window because it was all <laughs> fogged up. It was. You were, you, you were very careful. Though. What was that German word you used again? That was good. Gefühl. Gefühl. Yeah. 
Gifford. <laughs> you light your candles. Well, today. I'm feeling that we've got to get out of here. Dave, uh, you want to thank everybody for and wishing them a happy holiday? I want to wish everybody, a, a, what do you call it, a non-sectarian, non-specific. Ah, Christmas. Uh, come on, you can say that. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah, everybody. Yeah, if you're lighting candles, if, if you're lighting candles. Yeah. When we come back. Yeah, if you're lighting candles tonight, uh, enjoy it. Uh, make sure you get enough Gaviscon so when the Lutkas are finished, we'll be fine with that. I want to thank Darren Boston from Salem Tire, Norris McDonald, and of course, Taya Valentina, who gave us that Christmas song. And we'll be back in the new year. Al, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Your well, mom, I just want to say. Well, you, you summed it all up, Steve. There you go. So, Wear a mask, everybody. Come on, we got to get through this junk. Drive safe, everybody. Make the greasy side. Oh, what are you doing, Keep Dave? the greasy shiny s- side. Shiny side up, the greasy, greasy side, side down. down. And uh, that's it. Happy we'll see New you Year, in a couple everybody. weeks. Take care, everybody. Be safe. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.